From SGI USA, I'm Cassidy Bradford, and this is Bootability. The weekly series where I talk with Buddhists from all walks of life about the power we each have to change our lives and the world around us. We know it can feel like there are way too many things to learn about Buddhism. So many concepts, so little time. So to make it easier to learn, we're creating Buddhability Shorts, monthly episodes where we break down a Buddhist concept that we've touched on in an interview. This is also a great opportunity to get your questions answered. So if you have a question about the basics of Buddhism, you can always email us at connect at sgi-usa.org, and then we might answer it on the show or even in an article. In last week's episode about dreams, Grady mentioned practicing for self and others. This is a concept you might hear pretty often at a local Buddhist meeting, or even when you open up a book about Buddhism. To understand why supporting others is foundational to Buddhism, we first need to understand how Buddhism views people. The fundamental spirit of the Lotus Sutra and Nichiren Buddhism is that all people are irreplaceable and infinitely possess the noble Buddha nature. While earlier Buddhist teachings said that only certain kinds of people could attain the enlightened life state of Buddhahood after many, many lifetimes of practice, the Lotus Sutra said, no, 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 all people, no matter who they are, can attain Buddhahood in their present form. This was revolutionary. A life committed to respecting all people can be traced back to the Lotus Sutra. One such example is of Bodhisattva never disparaging. In Mahayana Buddhist teachings, bodhisattvas are disciples of Shakyamuni Buddha, the original Buddha, who's sometimes also known as Siddhartha. These bodhisattvas devoted themselves to Buddhist practice and then come to develop awe-inspiring qualities that they use to help people who are suffering from a variety of problems. These qualities and the bodhisattvas themselves are symbolic of the qualities of Buddhahood inherent in the lives of all people and the limitless ways these qualities can be expressed in people. In a book called The Wisdom for Creating Happiness and Peace, Buddhist philosopher Daisaku Ikeda writes about the Bodhisattva Way, a life committed to caring for others, that is described throughout the Lotus Sutra. Our happiness does not exist apart from the happiness of others. The Buddhist foundation for action is the spirit of compassion. Compassion has two aspects relieving suffering and providing ease. It seeks to eliminate people's anxieties and fears and impart joy, reassurance, and hope. As a Buddhist, and indeed as a human being, taking action for people's happiness is only natural. But sometimes, the simplest things can be the most difficult. The essence of the teachings of Buddhism is simple. Treasure each person. A Buddha is one who strives and works tirelessly for the happiness of every individual. In Buddhism, those whose actions are based on the spirit of benefiting others, or altruism, are called bodhisattvas. Numerous bodhisattvas appear in the Buddhist scriptures. For instance, Manjushri, universal worthy, Maitreya, perceiver of the world's sounds, and medicine king, to name but a few. These bodhisattvas use their unique qualities to serve living beings, working to protect and save them from various forms of suffering and misfortune. For example, Manjushri does so with wisdom, universal worthy with learning, and Maitreya with compassion. Perceiver of the world's sounds relieves the suffering of living beings through his power to perceive what is taking place in the world. Medicine King, as his name indicates, cures illnesses with beneficial medicines. 
Of all the many bodhisattvas, Nichiren Daishonin focuses on bodhisattva never disparaging in the Lotus Sutra as a model for practice. As the bodhisattva's name indicates, he never disparages anyone, showing the highest respect for all. In the Lotus Sutra, bodhisattva never disparaging greets people respectfully saying, quote, I have profound reverence for you. I would never dare treat you with disparagement or arrogance. Why? Because you will all practice the bodhisattva way and will then be able to attain Buddhahood." End quote. This is a distillation of the Lotus Sutra's spirit of respect for the dignity of all human beings. As described in the sutra, bodhisattva never disparaging presses his hands together in reverence and bows to all whom he meets. Nichiren Daishonin identifies the actions of Bodhisattva Never Disparaging as the essence of the practice of Buddhism, writing, quote, The heart of the Buddha's lifetime of teachings is the Lotus Sutra, and the heart of the practice of the Lotus Sutra is found in the Bodhisattva Never Disparaging chapter, end quote. The behavior of Bodhisattva Never Disparaging is based on his conviction that all living beings are noble because they possess the Buddha nature. By revealing their Buddha nature, the universal nobility or dignity inherent within them, any and every individual can open the way to an unparalleled life. Advancing on this path together with others is the practice of the Bodhisattva way. Speaking with Grady for our last episode, I think he really captured what it feels like to support other people. I noticed that like when I started supporting other people that my own problems and difficulties and challenges started to seem smaller and more and more like I can overcome these. You know, it, I felt like I kind of was breaking out of the bubble of my lesser self. Yeah, into like a larger self that could care mm -hmm. for other people. And um, I think before that, I was really a person who just, you know, really only cared about my own desires, wants, needs, you know. It was kind of like every day I just tried to live my life in a way that would try to fulfill those, you know. <laughs> and if I didn't get hit, hit those desires, wants, needs, then, you know, then I was upset. And then if, and if I hit them, then I was you know, satisfied, right? I think, like, that's not kind of how I was living before, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just a really limited way to live. I think, like, when I started practicing for others and, you know, supporting others that I realized that, like, yeah, just living for yourself is really limited and that, like, the treasures that you build from expanding your life to embrace other people is, mm -hmm. like, something that, like, sticks with you. And then, like, when you do end up achieving whatever goal you have or something, you know, it became so much more meaningful, you know, because, like, mm -hmm. I felt like... I could share with others, you know, and use it to encourage others. Caring for others does more than just make us feel temporarily good. It helps us to grow and actually makes us overall happier people. The Buddhist concept of dependent origination essentially says that all living things are interconnected. Because of that, when you work for someone else's happiness, you're also developing your own happiness. Daisaku Ikeda writes about this connection between our happiness and the happiness of others. There are countless people in the world whose hearts have been wounded in some way. We need to extend a healing hand to such individuals. Through such efforts, we in fact heal ourselves. When beset by some misfortune, people tend to think that no one could possibly be as unhappy or unlucky as they are. They feel sorry for themselves and become blind to everything but their own situation. They wallow in their suffering, feeling dissatisfied and hopeless, which only saps their life force further. At such times, what gives someone the strength to go on living? It seems to me that it is human bonds, the desire to live for the sake of others. As long as we are wrapped up in ourselves, there is no happiness. When we courageously take action for others, the wellspring of our own life is replenished. When we look after and care for others, that is, help others draw forth their life force, our own life force increases. When we help people expand their state of life, 
our state of life also expands. That is the wonderful thing about the Bodhisattva way. Practicing for benefiting others is one and the same with the practice for benefiting others. To speak only of benefiting others leads to arrogance. It conveys a sense of self-righteousness, as if we are somehow doing others a favor by saving them. Only when we recognize that our efforts on others' behalf are also for our own sake, we will be filled with humble appreciation for being able to develop our lives. Our lives and the lives of others are ultimately inseparable. It is vital, therefore, that we follow the Bodhisattva way. I'm sure each of us has at least some experience supporting someone in our life. Maybe coworkers, classmates, a friend, family. It can sometimes feel like a losing battle, though. We reach out again and again. We give the same advice over and over and over. It feels like nothing is going to change for them. But that feeling is exactly why I was so encouraged by Sasha Lee's experience from one of our December episodes. She had been dating someone who didn't approve of her Buddhist practice, so she completely stopped for three years. And during that period, she slowly slipped into a deep depression. A Buddhist friend had tried to keep in touch with her over those years, checking in, trying to see how she was doing, but Sasha did everything she could to avoid her. The relationship was continuing, dragging. I realized that, you know, like, I, I can't do this anymore because I hit rock bottom. I was crying every day. I was so depressed. And then I, I broke it off with my boyfriend. And the first person that I wanted to talk to, to ask for help, to tell me what to do, was the friend that was trying to reach me for three years. And... You know, like I called her and I knew that she wasn't going to answer. I mean, like I ignored her for three years, right? If I was her, I would be so mad. (laughs) (laughs) But really surprisingly, when I called her, she answered and then she lived really far from me, like hour and a half. But she came straight to my house and she just sat and then she talked to me and she listened. And then what she told me was that, you know, like you are so precious your life is so precious you have infinite potential and then you deserve to be the happiest so you know she encouraged me to chant and then she when she told she encouraged me to chant she told me that I'll chant with you she was there for me even though I ignored her for three years that really moves my heart like All the encouragement that she gave me and the fact that she was there for me was just, you know, something that I really needed to hear. Because valuing each person is the foundational spirit of SGI Nichiren Buddhism, our Buddhist community is compassionate and caring. We strive to always be there for each other, always listening and then chanting together about whatever we're struggling with. But let's not confuse this with a life solely dedicated to other people. Buddhism is about the happiness of both ourselves and others. Buddhist philosopher Daisaku Ikeda writes about this, referencing the 13th century Buddhist reformer Nichiren Daishonin, who expounded our practice of chanting Nam-myoho-renge-kyo. Daisaku Ikeda writes, Nichiren Daishonin declares, quote, Joy means that oneself and others together experience joy. Both oneself and others together will take joy in their possession of wisdom and compassion, end quote. Both ourselves and others matter. Caring only about one's own happiness is selfish. Claiming to care only about the happiness of others is hypocritical. Real joy lies in both ourselves and others becoming happy together. Second Sokogakai president, Jose Toda said, quote, becoming happy yourself is no great challenge. It's quite simple. 
but the essence of Nichiren Buddhism lies in helping others become happy too, end quote. The passage I just quoted from the Daishonin plainly states that true happiness means possessing both wisdom and compassion. In other words, the life state of Buddhahood. If one has wisdom but lacks compassion, one's life will be closed and constricted. Such wisdom too then is not genuine. To have compassion but lack of wisdom or behave in a foolish manner is to be of no help to anyone, including oneself. And compassion that is incapable of helping anyone cannot be said to be genuine. Mr. Toda maintained that, quote, individual happiness and social prosperity must go hand in hand, end quote. The individual happiness referred to here is not self-centered. Rather, it means cultivating true humanity, developing into a person who possesses wisdom and compassion and helping others do the same. The Lotus Sutra and chanting Nam Myoho Nenge Kyo has the power to actualize both individual happiness and social prosperity. So while it's important to support people in our lives, it's not all one or the other, it's both. Each supports the other. You can easily practice the Bodhisattva way. After this episode, sit down to chant Nam Myoho Nenge Kyo for the happiness of a friend or a family member. Then reach out to them and just see how they're doing. Give them a call, send a text, maybe even send them some snail mail. As always, if you're interested in getting connected to your local Buddhist community, you can email us at connect at sgi-usa.org. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you.